The following audio is from LifeHouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or at lifehousechurch.org. Every one of us have a cry inside that says, I was meant for more because I was made for more. Every one of us want to know that our life matters, that we can make a difference. And so what is that difference that you were made for? What is the more that you were made for? Right now, as you drive down the road, everywhere you go, you're seeing signs that say like, now hiring, help wanted, right? Because um, 4.5 million workers each month in America are resigning their jobs. They're calling it the great resignation. 4.5 million workers, uh, and maybe that was you, or maybe you, you obviously you're going to know someone, and we see it everywhere. And, and so what does that mean? Well, it means that for the people that are still working, they're having to pick up the slack, right? They're working longer hours. They're having to carry more weight. They're picking up for others that are no longer there because now those companies are having a harder time getting new workers to come in. And so right now, you might be doing more, even though you feel like you were meant for more. So you're working more hours or you're trying to do more work. Um, and, and so then there's others of you, you did resign or you know people who've resigned and uh, the people are asking questions why, right? And so there's a variety of different reasons. Some just realize it's a good time to retire. And so they've stepped away from the workforce just to go into retirement. Others, uh, it's issues with the pandemic, right? Maybe uh, it's a lack of childcare, and so you're staying home, or you know someone who's staying home to take care of the kids instead of being in the workforce, or others are finding challenges with their kids being in school online. They're not yet back in school, or they're dealing with issues with masks or whatever, and so they're staying home with their kids. And so that's certainly part of it. But another leading factor is burnout. People are burned out uh, because they were working through the pandemic and they just got to the point where they say, I can't take it anymore. While others are going back to school or they are looking for uh, better pay, looking for another job with better pay. And then still others are saying, you know, my company wants me to go back to work in the physical office And frankly, I realize I can work from home. And so there's a variety of different reasons, but at the core, you could say that what's going on with this great resignation is really, we recognize it's this basic human desire for more, to matter, to find meaning. In fact, the guy who coined the phrase, the great resignation, uh, is a business professor, Anthony Klotz, who wrote this about this season. The pandemic has made many realize their job does not contribute enough or at all to their pursuit for happiness and meaning. And they have decided to invest their energy elsewhere in new jobs and new careers or in other aspects of their lives like investing into their family, into travel, or into creative endeavors, right? So what he's saying is uh, people realize that what they were doing wasn't fulfilling, and so they're looking for something else to fulfill, uh, something else to help them matter. And I think within every one of us, there is this deep cry for more. I was made for more. I was meant for more. And so we have have dreams inside of us. And so I want to introduce you to a guy who is known for his dreams. 
His name is Joseph, and uh, his story is in the Bible. It's found in the book of Genesis. And his story matters not just because he had dreams or even because he had God-given dreams, but they matter because he's part of a bigger story of how God revealed his love to all of us. And so the way God does that or did that was he chose one man named Abraham. And through Abraham, God was going to raise up a nation. And through that nation, God was going to send his son to rescue the world. So if you go back, God reveals himself to Abraham, and then Abraham has a son, Isaac. Isaac has a son, Jacob. Jacob has 12 sons. One of those 12 sons is a young man named Joseph, and we're going to read a little bit about his story uh, right now in Genesis chapter 37. Here we go. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks of his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. So here we are, we're introduced to Joseph, who is number 11 of 12 sons. He's actually from number two wife of the four wives that uh, his dad Jacob has. So already you can kind of see some really messy family dysfunction. I mean, this isn't exactly the way we we live with our nuclear families, but um, it's not just that he's number 11 of 12. He is a farm hand and he's overlooked and he's not well liked. Because he goes and he tells on his brothers, and I, I have brothers, you know, you go telling on us, and we want to beat you up, right? And so his brothers are not happy with him, uh, and in the middle of this ordinary, so here's this really ordinary guy, almost overlooked, you could, you could even discard Joseph, but God decides to give Joseph a dream, and so that's where our story continues. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more, He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright and your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. Hmm, quite a dream. So Joseph has this dream and he believes it's a dream from God that somehow they were all out working or or, I mean, you saw it, right? Kind of these fields. And uh, these sheaves of wheat are all laying down. And his sheaf, uh, it stands upright. And all the other sheaves come and they bow down to him, right? And so he has this dream. And somehow in it, he's interpreting it to mean that he is going to rule. He's going to be a leader over his own family. Uh, As you can imagine, his brothers who already don't like him, it says they hated him. Um, you can imagine their response. Before I get to their response, let me just say this. Every one of you were made for more. The reason why you feel like you were meant for more is because you were made for more by God. Inside, every one of you is the dreams of God. You have not only your physical DNA, but there is spiritual DNA inside of every one of you that meant you were designed by God with purpose and destiny. It's written into the fabric of who you are, which means when you're going through the motions of life, when you're in the mundane, when you're in the routine, there's going to be something pulling you that says, I was meant for more. And like Joseph, it took him receiving a dream to recognize at a young age, I was meant for more. But not everyone always can see that, and not everyone's going to agree with that. 
In fact, here's what his brothers do. His brothers said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. And then he goes and he tells his father, and here's his father's response. When he told his father, as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? And his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Some people will become jealous of your dreams. Others will just wonder about your dreams. But very often what happens is life collides with our dreams. When Jacob's, uh, when Jacob's sons, who became jealous of Joseph's dreams and hated him, uh, conspired against Joseph, they eventually threw him in a pit. And his dreams were getting buried. He ends up in prison. His dreams are locked up. And the point is, in life, we, get, we have big dreams, wildest dreams, that collide with reality. And when reality hits against our dreams, we can, we can slump into despair and disappointment, discouragement. We can slump into just living for ourselves, and that's where our desires take over. We begin to put our dreams aside and just live for ourselves, pursue our own desires. So my challenge to you from this story of Joseph, if you're, as you're applying it to your own self, is don't settle for your desires. Discover God's dreams for your life. Don't just settle for your own desires. Pursue God's dreams. In order to pursue God's dreams, you gotta discover God's dreams. So why do we settle? Well, we settle for our own desires because our desires make us feel good. Our desires are about me, right? What I want, what, what makes me feel good, what I like, what I enjoy. And so we pursue a life of chasing our desires rather than living for God's dreams. And then our desires lead to defeats and disappointments and worse, they lead to destruction because our desires are hardwired to lead us in a wrong direction. Why would I say that? Because you and I have misaligned desires. We're spiritually broken. We're separated from God. And so while we've while we think that our desires are for our good because they feel good, what we discover quickly is that just because it feels good doesn't make it good. And so we pursue desires that are corrupted, they're misaligned, and because they're fractured as a spiritual crisis from the result of sin. Sin corrupts us and it corrupts our desires and it leads us toward what feels good, which is not good for us. It wrecks us, it destroys us, it leads to defeats, not, and not just defeat, but forever death, far from God. But God, right? What's amazing about this story is that it's not just Joseph and his dreams, that Joseph, what we find out is that Joseph is on a journey to eventually rule. But the purpose of him ruling is not for him to have his family bow down to him, but God is gonna use Joseph to rescue nations and save his family from a famine and starvation. In the story, it really points to Jesus as better than Joseph. Jesus is the brother that others hated, others rejected, others turned their back on. And just like Joseph's brothers threw him in a pit, Jesus was thrown 
down uh, to his death. Jesus is crucified for us, right? Jesus gives his life to save us. Joseph would save a nation from famine and nations from famine. He would save his family from starvation. Jesus came to give his life to save the world from sin. So Jesus dies on the cross. He gives his life to rescue us from sin because he bore our shame. He bore our guilt, our eternal death sentence. But Jesus rose from the dead, and in his resurrection, he is victorious over sin, right, over those misaligned desires that lead to our destruction. He frees us from that destructive force of sin. He gives us new and forever life so that through faith in Jesus, we are forgiven and given life, right, because God desires life for you. And so right now, before I even talk about how to live your wildest dreams and how you were, you were made for more and how you can live that out, I just, I just want to invite you. The only way you begin to live the more that God made you for is through faith in Jesus. So the first step and the key step is saying yes to Jesus. And if you're making that commitment right now, would you let us know? Text the name Jesus to 81411. You're, you're online with us, which means you can also leave a comment in the comment section. It said, I'm, I said yes to Jesus, right? We want to follow up with you. We want to encourage you. When you send us that text, Jesus to 81411, we're going to send you some resources to encourage you as you begin this new journey of life through faith in God, because God's desire for you is to love you, to forgive you, to give you new life and forever life. And as you begin to live this new life and this forever life, you discover like Joseph that God has dreams for your life. This isn't about you pursuing your desires. This is about you discovering and uncovering the dreams of God, right? Because life has a, way of un, has a way of covering over the destiny of God, has a way of covering over dreams that God has planted in us. So the key is, the first thing we have to do is discover God's dreams for our destiny. You're, the first step that you can learn from Joseph is to discover God's dreams for your destiny destiny. And really it comes out of, it's this very simple statement. God has a dream for your life and that gives you destiny. God's dreams, your destiny. For every single one of you, regardless of whether you're like Joseph, living in the mundane, living in the ordinary, overlooked, maybe even hated or disliked, your life is not an accident. You were designed by God. You've been placed by God in the specific spot you're in today. He knows where you're at, he loves you, he is for you, he has destined you to be where you're at, and he has destiny for your life. God, imagine that, God is dreaming for you. God has a dream for your life. God had a dream for Joseph's life, and so he planted this dream inside of Joseph, and that dream became Joseph's destiny, his future where he was headed, and, and that gives our life meaning and significance and substance. God has value, God sees value in you, he loves you, God is for you, and he has planted a dream inside of you, and that dream gives you destiny. So okay, so what do you do? How do you begin to, how do you begin to live that? Well, you pursue God, and as you pursue God, and you say, God, what is, what is it 
that I'm supposed to do? Well, let me, let me kind of bring you to next steps as you begin to uh, uncover that. The first thing I want you to know is that God has a dream for your life, and that dream is your destiny. So what's the next step? God's dream for your destiny gives you potential. The potential in your life, your gifts, your talents, your intellect, your education, your future, the, the things that you can do are directly tied to God's dream for your destiny. Here's the thing. Jo- Joseph's potential, he had the potential to rule. He had the potential to govern over a nation. What, you're, what you find out in jo- Joseph's story is that God raises him up to be second in command over the entire nation of Egypt, which was a world power at that time, directly under Pharaoh. That was his potential. But all he was was just a farm boy working under his brothers, hated by his family. God's dream, Joseph's destiny, is his potential. Here's the thing. Inside of you is incredible, untapped potential, and it's directly tied to God's dreams to unleash your destiny. So that potential, how how do you know where that potential is at? Well, there's two things about Joseph where you begin to discover his potential, right? He had the potential to govern and rule, which means there was a problem he was created to solve, His potential was to solve a problem. The problem was going to be um, that there was a lack of leadership in knowing how to solve the the famine that was coming to the nation and the, the region, right? So God had to raise up Joseph with the potential to govern, which means if that was his calling, if that was his destiny, and the potential was to govern, then God had to put him in places regularly where he had to learn how to lead and govern. <laughs> Here's the thing. Many of the problems that you're facing in your life are, are pulling your potential out of you. Problems pull potential. That's right. So right now, you're frustrated with the problem in, fr- in front of you, not realizing that it's mining out your potential. It's helping draw out of you your destiny. So stop cursing the challenges and the problems you're facing. They may be the very thing that's pulling God's, the potential in your life out of you so that you, you can begin to live God's destiny, God's dreams for your destiny. So you got to embrace the challenges and the difficulties that you're facing so that it pulls out of you and develops you and helps you become the person God's called and created you to be to live those dreams. And as you begin to do that and you begin to respond to that, you've got to be, you have to be willing to grow and develop that potential, right? You don't, Joseph wasn't just born with the capacity to govern. The dream to govern, the destiny to govern, the potential to govern, but that potential required development. Destiny requires development, which means you have to be willing to grow and develop and stretch and be strengthened. So how are you right now growing and being strengthened um, 
in your potential so that you can fulfill the destiny in God's dreams for your life. Okay. So the next thing that happens is we, we discover this potential and this potential collides with problems, problems that stretch us and strengthen us and grow us so that we can become the person that God's called us to be. Well, here's what you discover on the journey of developing your potential, that God's promise is your purpose. Here it is. The promises that God has for your life, these dreams that God has put in your life, they drive your purpose. This is the why. I know for me personally, as a young man, I was actually probably right around the age Joseph was 17 years old when I felt God speak to my heart. And leading up to that moment, I had been struggling with my why in life. God, what am I supposed to do with my life? And at that young age, what I was looking for was I wanted something to live for and even die for. I wanted to know that my life mattered. I was searching for that I was meant for more. And I don't wanna just survive. I don't wanna just go through the motions. I don't even wanna just live the American dream. I want more. I wanna know that my life matters. And what I discovered in that place was I felt God put a dream in my heart, a calling in my heart that God wanted to use me for his purposes. And in every one of you, God is giving you a promise, a dream. And that dream, those promises become your purpose. What I mean is this. Discover your purpose in pursuing God's promises for your life. What are the promises of God for your life? It's that God gives you value. He gives you significance. And he's put gifts talents and abilities inside of you. He's given you resources, whether that's education or finances or skills, and he wants to work through what he's given you to to accomplish something through you. And every one of us, God's purpose for our life, right? This, This promise that he's given us is tied to a life that is not about us, right? Joseph had this dream, and he could have easily interpreted it to mean that his brothers would bow down to him and he would rule over them. And that's why they hated him. But what they didn't realize and what Joseph didn't realize was it was not to rule over them, but to serve them. It was to use what God had given him, not to rule as a governor to to, um, abuse, but to use that power to serve and lift up. Every one of you have been created by God. The more is to serve, is to use the gifts, the talents, the potential that God has put in you to to drive us into our purpose, and our purpose is to serve others. Let me be very clear with you. Um, Every one of you have a place to live out your purpose in the church. The church is the family of God and the place where God has called us into community to love him, to worship him, and to serve others. Within LifeHouse, we exist to know God, to find family, and to make a difference. This is the best place for you to discover that more, to make a difference. And so this week, we wanna encourage every one of you to find your place, to join a dream team, to find a place to serve. That's right, even if you regularly join us online, we have dream teams that serve online. You can get involved in our online communities. You can get involved in serving online. Uh, some of the work that we do is done entirely online. You can pray for people. You can, you can care for people online. I want you to join a team 
and get involved even in our online or specifically in our online communities. There's also ways you can serve in your neighborhoods, ways you can serve in your city. The point is the promises of God for your life are your purpose and your purpose is to serve God by serving others, which leads to a final key point, which I wanna make sure I, I don't miss. God's promise gives you passion. It, it gives you, your, God's dreams leads to your destiny, which gives you a drive. This is what gets you out of bed in the morning, right? Like the, the reason why people are in this great resignation is people don't have a reason to get out of bed and have a want to. And, and what I'm praying for every one of you is that God gives you a want to and his promise when it gets in your heart and that becomes a dream from God that drives your destiny, right? It gives you passion. I know for me, when God began to give me a focus in my calling for ministry, it gave me a want to. It gave me, it gave me a have to. I've got to live this out. I've got to do the more that God created me for. And what I'm praying for you is that God stirs a passion inside of you, a fire inside of you. It says, I am not settling for less than God's best. I want the more that I was made for, and I'm going to live that. And here's what I can tell you. The calling of God will not be accomplished in complacency and comfort. Right, so it's discomfort and it's the uncomfortable that stretches us and stirs the passion in us to begin to live for God and serve others self, selflessly. Here, here's what happened in Joseph's life. Uh, his brothers are saying this, here comes this dreamer, they said to each other, come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. In your life, there will be um, dream stealers and dream killers. There will be naysayers. And God will use those people in your life to strengthen that dream and stir that passion because they're going to come against you and it kind of res- it gives you a deeper resolve. Now, part of our challenge is to Uh, not just avoid, but to not let those people steal or kill the dreams of God in our life. But as you begin to allow passion to stir in you and you begin to run after those dreams, the lesson we learn from Joseph is that God gives us dreams that are our destiny, that the dreams of God that give us destiny define our and reveal our potential And that potential in us has to grow and be stretched and strengthened. God's promise gives us purpose. And I want to focus on the purposes of God for my life. And that purpose will stir passion. What's stirring inside of you? What problem were you uniquely made to solve? What, what need within the church are you uniquely gifted to meet? What, how can you care for people? How can you serve others? Can I just challenge you a key takeaway? Get on a dream team. Within LifeHouse, you can make a difference. You can make a difference by serving. And what I know is this. This isn't just a sermon about telling you to serve. It's about the fact that every one of us in 2022... God has a wild dream for every one of our lives. And God wants to do more than our wildest dreams. He's created you for more. He's gifted you and d- designed you for more. And he's given you potential. So how are you going to stretch that potential? How are you going to discover that purpose and allow that to become a passion inside of you that you must 
live out. Get involved, start serving, find a place, get connected. We would love to have you join a dream team. In fact, you can text us, text the word, uh, the, the, the words dream team, it's, but put it as one word, dream team, to 81411, and you can find a way to get signed up for a team. We would love to have you get involved. Let me take a moment and just pray over you because you can tell like, I have this stirring inside of me and my prayer for you is that every one of you would say yes to God. Yes to God's dreams for your life. Yes to those purposes. And yes to allowing God to stir this passion in your heart. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you uh, came to rescue us not just to save a nation, but to save our lives. You gave your life to save us, and then you rose from the dead to give us victory over death. And so, God, we believe in you by faith, and we thank you. But, God, thank you that you have not left us alone. You've not just left us to exist. You haven't just left us trying to pursue more on our own. You, you made us for more. You created us for more. And, God, you've called us to uh, your dreams which is our destiny. So God, we wanna, we wanna live those purposes for our life. So God, I pray that you'd stir a passion inside of every one of us, a, a holy discontentment that says, I don't wanna just stay where I'm at. I wanna run after God. I wanna do everything God's called me to. I wanna do everything God's created me for. I wanna live with the passion of God inside of me and I wanna live for God and I wanna serve God by serving others. We ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Lifehouse Church. We believe that through Christ, life change happens here. So we invite you to connect with us further by visiting lifehousechurch.org.